0: Hey y'all, I'm your host, Miss Nikki, and I welcome you to Something to Say, where we dig into topics that aren't really discussed in the church but are felt and experienced in everyday life. God always has something to say to every one of us. What is he saying today? back to another episode. This is part three, and in the prior episode, we were discussing the narcissistic love cycle right um we were discussing some of the terminology that psychologists use to describe characteristics in a narcissist so I believe we stopped on um love bombing um I am all over the place with this stuff. I mean to talk about this you literally have to be in order because that's how sick of an experience it is to deal with these type of people so um again if this is not something that you are interested in please don't listen to this podcast this is solely for people who are dealing with this and they have no clue that there's a name for it there's a uh, personality disordered um pattern, you know, of people who have dealt with it, that this is something that is a personality disorder. This is for people who, um, they have no clue, you know, that this even exists. I am here to expose it. I'm here to say that it's not you. You're not going crazy. There are other people out there that have dealt with this and there is a way to be free from it. So that is the reason for, um, this podcast, especially on this particular topic. So to continue on with um, love bombing, the intensity of love bombing will also depend on how much of a benefit you are to them. Do you make good money? Do you have a degree? Where do you live? What do you drive, etc. So let's be clear. When a narcissistic person um, says that they love you, that they're in love with you, or that you are the best that they've ever been with. Really, they're talking about what it is that you can offer them. You may be the richest person that they've ever dealt with. You may be the one who um, they get the most supply from, meaning all their needs are met with you. They've never had the opportunity to have somebody in their world who um, hasn't had the chance to... Okay, let me rephrase this because I don't want to confuse you. So these people, when they're in somebody's world and a person is not pleasing to them or not providing narcissistic supply, not giving them what it is that they want, they're not able to use them as much, they usually devalue them and discard them right away. So they never get a chance to experience getting as much supply from them as they need. But if they meet somebody who cares about them enough, who's been around long enough, they're called grade aid supply right? And this is the person who's provided them with the most, right? So they, their sense of love is not really, um, an internal thing. It's not really an intimate thing. Their sense of love is what could be done for them, right? They only love you according to what you can give to them. So their love is very much conditional. That's their meaning of love. They don't know the real meaning of love, what it, what it consists of, right? They don't know, um, All that love truly is. They're not even people that can understand it. These people have what's called arrested development, right? So they never really emotionally matured from all the abuse that they've sustained as children. They haven't matured in that way. And you can kind of tell this when you're arguing with them or when you're discussing certain situations with them. They are very mature when it comes to their emotions. Not mature, excuse me, immature when it comes to their emotions. They're not in a place of understanding you, your needs, your values. None of that. Again, I'm going to keep reiterating that this is a situation where it's about self-gain for them. None of this is about you getting anything. You don't get anything out of this situation. To them, you get a chance to be with them. You get a chance to serve them. You get a chance to be their slave, right? You meet all they needs; They meet none of yours. You were created to serve them and only them. And this is how their thinking is. If there was a narc listening to this, listen to what I'm saying to you, they would be agreeing with it as far as all the things that they feel are self-serving to them. Anything that's stating that these people have problems, disorders, or anything like that, they're not willing to hear that. So let's keep going. Um, They're after money, right? And and I'm going to list the things that they usually sought or seek people out for. They're after money, sex, a place to live, and they want this to be a revolving door. So they may have kids with you just to have a reason to return. They feel that once you've been with them, you will always be theirs no matter who you've been with. The gold in the love bombing phase is to lock you down. They want you to be consumed with only them so that all your free time is tied up in them. No room for you to think or reconsider being with them. So they're constantly in your space. Right, they're constantly making sure that there's no one else in your head, in your mind, and you're thinking but them. Again, that is to make sure that you have no room to reconsider the relationship, to even take a look, take a step back, and take a look at what's been happening during the whole love bombing stage. You know, they don't want you to take a look and say, Okay, this person is moving too fast. I don't want this. This is crazy. This is just too much way too soon. They don't want you to reconsider anything. They want to fill up that time. And once you fall in love with them, that's when your value goes down. You don't mean as much to them anymore. Like I stated in a prior episode, they love the chase, but it's a game to them, right? So they get you. They get you right where they want you to be. And then once you're there, they're bored with you. It's like a cat playing with a ball of yarn. You know, once all the the yarn comes out of that ball, once it comes unraveled, they don't need it anymore. And when you finally um, succumb to what it is that they're displaying, all the fake love and, you know, all the attention, you're like an unraveled ball of yarn. They're done with you. They don't need you anymore they need somebody new they need somebody more exciting right they need to start this whole process all over again which is why it's called um a love cycle right so um i'm gonna get into what i stated earlier i said something about devaluing and discarding so um here's the relationship cycle it's called love bombing devaluing and discarding it's a cycle of abuse So I explained the love bombing stage and, um, I basically explained like, you know, the fact that you were sought after, you didn't see it coming, but it was their plan all along to seek you out and to size you up. What will you allow them to get away with? That's what they're looking for to when they start out these relationships. The devaluing is like I said earlier, um, when you become an unrivaled ball of yarn, they start to act like you don't exist, right? They start to act like they're not with you. They start to ghost you, you know you're calling them, you're trying to find out where they are, what happened what what changed in a relationship. You know, you see that they may be interested in another woman. They may talk about other women in front of you. They may even look at other women in front of you. This is devaluing. And then the last stage is the discard, which is very much like rejecting you, right? They start to act like you're getting on their nerves. They don't want nothing to do with you. They start acting like they're so busy and it can't be bothered. Meanwhile, they've already started to love bomb somebody else. They've already started to seek out somebody else. And then when that situation doesn't work out for them, like they thought that it would, then they come back to you again, right? And the love bombing, the devaluing, and the discard starts all over again. Meanwhile, you don't know any of this stuff is going on. They're making it seem like you did something wrong. They don't want to be bothered. They need some time to themselves and they ghost you and you don't hear from them, but you have no clue that they've started this whole process all over with somebody else. Guys, bear with me to talk about this is is just as exhausting as experiencing it. It's not that I'm experiencing any type of stress or any of that. It's just so nuts. It feels like you're talking in circles just to talk about the experience. So it's kind of hard to speak about this topic to family members and to friends and to people that's close to you because you sound nuts explaining it. I know people right now that if I begin to even talk about what I've experienced and they've heard it before or not even heard it before, but they just don't believe it or whatever the case may be. I can see the look in their faces. I can hear the tone in their voices that they just don't want. It's like, oh, it's exhausting to hear. Especially if it's something that you've never seen before, you, you know, you've never seen a person and not, like, you don't want to hear it. It's like, ugh. That's why I said, if it's not a topic that you want to hear, please exit the building now because this is solely for people who have been there and who get exactly what I'm saying. People experiencing this will be the only ones with their ears glued to the speaker to hear what I have to say because this is some strange stuff and you really do feel trapped. It's, it's really like, I've seen a, a community of women who have gone through this, and even men. I'm not going to just limit this to um, women, because men do get abused too. You know, they get abused emotionally, they get abused physically, so we're not going to limit this to just women, but there are a, a group, different groups, I mean many a group's One in particular I know is called Narc Survivors, and that's just to think of one off the top of my head, but there are a lot of people, communities of people who have had to band together to discuss what it is that they've been experiencing so that they can draw notes from one another. It's sad. It's sad, but there is such a spirit out there called narcissism, (laughs) and we got to be aware before we open our hearts up to just anybody. So let's keep going. I mentioned ghosting, right? When someone cuts off all communication without explanation, it's, it this extends to all things. It seems most of us think about it in the context of digital departure, a friend not responding to a text or worse, a lover, but it is, it, it does happen across all social media or so, or all social, excuse me, circumstances, and it's tied to the way that we view the world. So, a lot of people started hearing this word ghosting not knowing that this was a psychological term for a characteristic of people with narcissism disordered personality yeah it's a thing now let's say that the person that you are dealing with is narcissistic and they find a new partner and you find out During the time of them ghosting you, devaluing you, discarding you, you find out that they're now dealing with a new person. There is a term for another characteristic of these people, and they have so many, so many. I'm just listing a few, and it's taken me a few episodes to get through some of the few that I'm listing. This is how demonic these people are. Um, There's another characteristic, and it's called narcissistic triangulation. They even do this with flying monkeys, right? So let's discuss what it is. The act of bringing another person or a group of people into the dynamic of a relationship or interaction to belittle the victim. Make them beg for your attention. So they basically pen two people against one another, making you look crazy. So what they can do is with one, let's say it's a uh, female, right? Let's say the female is the narcissist and she's messing with two guys. What she will do is she'll go to one and she'll tell him, oh, I was with Johnny last night and he hit it like no other man has ever hit it before. He's better than you. You ain't this, you ain't that. And then she'll go to Johnny and tell him the same thing about the other one and have them going at each other. This is offers them narcissistic supply they got two men fighting over them it makes them feel great and you're a part of the circus you become a clown now a part of their circus and they're loving it they're getting so excited because they must be important they must be big they must be you know huge if you're fighting over them Especially if they feel like you're so in love with them that you don't want to let them go. You would rather fight the other person, whose fault it isn't, instead of them, right? So this is beautiful to them. They're getting all the supply in the world from two people they feel is so in love with them. They're not focused on the person that they should be focused on, which is a female. This is an example of triangulation. And you can look up these terms and, you know, there's so many different, um views out there on what these different things are but I'm just giving you layman's terms you know I'm just breaking it down best way that I can describe it let's go with another crazy thing and I'm I'm pretty sure that most of us you know experiencing these people and who have been invited to crazy town will know exactly what I'm talking about the only thing is like I said I am probably giving it a name for you to hear for the first time in your life um This uh, characteristic is called narcissistic word salad. Narcissistic word salad, a misuse of an important psychological term, instead of referring to an involuntary verbal sign of a severe mental illness, such as schizophrenia, it is being used as a slang term for a type of narcissistic speech that is purposefully confusing. Have you ever pondered what goes through a narcissist's mind when you're attempting to talk things out? Is it possible that logic, rationality, and relevance to the topic are all missing entirely? (laughs) If you didn't understand what I just said, please rewind and listen to it again. These people are nuts and they try to make you nuts and they try to mix up things so that you are confused about what's going on. They're not talking about anything. They're making you think they're talking about something, but it's a whole lot of nothing. And I'm going to keep going in detail. You're probably getting a a serving of the narcissist word salad. When this happens, gorgeous one, without a doubt, this gaslighting tactic is insane. On the other hand, it's an opportunity to witness The lunacy in all its glory. The word salad is a big fat red flag that the conversation is going nowhere. The relationship isn't going anywhere. It can't. If working through problems together is possible and your conversational partner is pathologically egotistical. So you can't talk to these people. Every time you talk to them, they'll mix things up to confuse you and to make you say, forget it. They tire you out with all the bull. And this is just to manipulate you further so that one, you'll leave them alone, two, walk away confused, three, you know, you'll never try to talk to them again or you'll never try to make them talk again. This is what they do. It is circular talk and repetition a lack of rationality, broad generalizations, the use of fragmented or unconnected to context, language, and contradictions are all signs of narcissistic word salad. It is characterized by a lack of systemic flexibility. The pathological narcissist purposefully utilizes word salad to manipulate and dominate you by generating that confused added condition you're familiar with. All I'm gonna say is stop arguing with these people. You will never win. You will you <coughs> excuse me you will hear me say this plenty of times the goal is for you to win Nothing. It is not about you. (laughs) You will always lose arguing with these people and trying to get them to see your point of view. They are never in a position to understand you. They don't want to be. They purposely don't understand you. They don't even try to understand you because it's not about you. The whole time that you are trying to pour your heart out to them, trying to make them understand What it is that you feel because you think that they don't understand, they don't care about understanding you. They know exactly what you're talking about. They know exactly what they're doing. But their goal and their game is to manipulate you, to get you on their side of things, and to make you do what they feel you are in their lives to do. You are in their lives to do for them. They're never to do for you. If they do anything nice, be careful, because if they're doing something nice, there's an agenda behind it. I said in episode one that they're suspicious, right? They don't trust people because they know that they're not trustworthy. A lot of the times, if you pay attention to people, whatever they blame you for, most likely they're doing it. These people are prime examples of that type of behavior. Let's keep going. What you win is insanity. You win confusion. You win low self-esteem. You win mind control, etc. These are the things that you win dealing with them. You win the pits of hell. Everything about you is gone. It's not about you. It's now about them. These people even create scenarios to be victims. So that you don't leave. The messed up cars. Those lost jobs them pretending to be homeless, them not having anybody but you, no family. This is all just so that you can stay in their lives and they can continue to use and abuse you emotionally. This is a type of gaslighting, which is the go-to strategy for brainwashing people into losing faith in reality and in themselves. I've learned that you can't go by what these people say. You must go by what they do, and what they show you. Keep your mouth shut with these people and begin to watch them very closely. They are so full of themselves and so sure that they've got you, that you won't see, that they won't see you, excuse me, they're so sure that they've got you, that they won't see you observing and taking notes. Be very mindful of that. These people have so... (laughs) So many people under their thumb to help control you, to help cultivate you into their agenda. When you don't know anything about them and you don't know what their plans and their plots are for you, you have no clue that all of this stuff is happening right right underneath your nose. I'm going to end this episode right here. Um, I believe we have just one more. Just one more to deal with. I think that I have about two more, um, characterizations that I wanted to give you guys, and then we're done with this episode. I really don't want to talk about this anymore, but I feel like it's so important to, um, to share this personality disorder with the world, to be honest, because there are a lot of people out there who they have no clue. You know, I was young when this started out for me and I had no clue what I was dealing with, but I thank God that he brought me through it. And I just pray that everything that I'm saying to you guys today that you take heed to it and that you're mindful of what it is that you're dealing with. Because now we today's age you have people that are shacking up for a place to stay. You know, they're pretending to be in relationships, they're starting families, they're they're having children, they're getting married, they're doing all of these things. To use another person, there's a lot of people out here that need a place to stay. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to go to work, they don't want to go back to school, they want to use somebody else. Whatever, you know, whoever, I should say, whoever put them in a place of neglect and abuse when they were younger, they are looking for you to fill that void, to fill that space. Now, one thing I know about narcissists is the people closest to them are the ones that they abuse the most, right? So those are the people they feel should make up for what they lack. And what they lack is that early part, that early stage of life. They feel like you should fulfill that, which is why I said in other episodes that it's never enough. You're going to be fulfilling that the whole relationship until you wake up and until you move on. So until our uh, next episode, you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Something to Say, currently airing on Spotify, Podcast, Anchor, Web Browser, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, just to name a few. For updates, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both handles are the same. Something to say, podcast 21. That's S-O-M-E-T-H-I-N-G. The number two, S-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T 21. This is where you can get info on updates for new uploads. You can also comment, like, and share posts. And for those of you who cannot follow us on podcast forums, the link to our YouTube channel is located in the bio. Please subscribe, comment, like, and share so our message spreads out to more listeners. Inbox me or email me. Something to say podcast21 at gmail.com. Please send in DMs on topics that you'd like to discuss, prayer requests, or questions that you might have. Those of you requesting certain topics can do so anonymously. I pray that the words spoken today will take root in your heart and feed your soul. Until next time, be blessed in the name of our Lord.